since we're talking parenting, I don't know if you saw the reports, but there were uh, there were four placentas with microplastics. Uh, there was also a report on microplastics being found in breast milk, and it isn't just clothes. All plastic gives off microplastics, so we're literally eating it, right? We're eating plastic, and at this point in time, there are studies that are saying that that a lot of our bodies actually may have, uh, you know, our bodies do have microplastics in them. Pops in a pod. Pops in a pod. This episode of Pops in a Pod is brought to you by Think Kitchen. Hello and welcome to Pops in a Pod. I'm Nadir Pop and I'm Peter Pop. Jan has been a good month for us so far. We had such interesting guests. We started off with Anand Baldawa, an entrepreneur and Here you have like three dads having a chat on the kitchen. Our next episode was with Adar Malhotra, an expert in various martial arts. He spoke to us about the importance of martial arts not just for fitness but also to have fun. And today on this episode we have Prerna Singh who's going to talk to us about teaching kids sustainable ways of living. Yeah, you know I'm really looking forward to this chat. but nadir you know prerna far better why don't you tell us a bit more about her prerna singh is a writer and editor and she's got over 17 years of experience across print electronic and digital media with a focus on fashion beauty and wellness her personal experience of learning to be a more conscious consumer of fashion without compromising on style she decided to set up her own entity and it goes by the name of pretty as you please this entity helps people make more responsible fashion decisions every day and that's the reason we've got her on board because she's also a mom to a 6 year old and she's yeah she's going to talk to us about uh, sustainability eco friendly usage of things especially in fashion for children wow that's really something you know what i'm really eager to know more about what she has to say So let's jump straight into this episode. Prerna, welcome to Pops in a Pod once again. This is your second stint with Pops in a Pod. Thank you for having me back, Nadir and Peter. It's uh, it's always lovely <laughs> chatting with you guys. And it's so good to sort of bring you back because this is a whole new avatar uh, of of Prerna Singh because you've also started a podcast. and you are talking about something which is very very sort of uh, you know close to your heart and you speak so passionately we we've, we've heard your podcast and you clearly um, have sort of converged to this whole um, aspect of sustainability and eco parenting why don't you explain to us what is sustainability and eco parenting So um uh, now it's very interesting mm, sustainability the way i look at it actually is what you can sustain really um i mean you'll ha- you'll hear people uh, especially when it comes to you know talking about kids and stuff you know uh, my favorite example is diapers where you know start using cloth diapers and that is what is sustainable but basically sustainability is understanding that everything that you do has an impact and it is understanding the impact of each and every action of yours and then deciding what it is 
that you want to choose and what it is that you want to do away with. So, uh, for example, we're talking right now, we're using the internet, we've got, um, you know, there are, um, there are servers that are helping us put out these podcasts. It, it has a huge carbon footprint. Um, so are we going to do it or are we not going to do it? It's about, it's about weighing your options and then, then taking a very, very informed decision. So talking about, say, diapers, um, you know, you'll have people say that, you know, switch to cloth diapers. But just because you switch to cloth diapers, then doesn't mean that you go and you buy like a hundred diapers so that, you know, you have enough for that time that, that those clothes are drying and you're leaving them in water and running water and you're, uh, you're, or you're using a dryer, for example. But on the one hand, while maybe you're not leaving plastic in the landfills, but you are still having an impact, which is not the best you know, for the planet. Um, if there is, uh, let's say, um, so I, I put my daughter in, in uh, cloth nappies for the first three months. And um, she started moving. And I think around the time born is when, you know, you had all these, um, these uh, um, reusable uh, nappies coming in, right? Um, the ones that were leak proof and stuff. But um, I didn't know about them early enough. And um, I took a took a very very uh, you know informed decision to use diapers at night or while I was going out, but I limited what I was doing. It was a very um, it was a very conscious. It's eco parenting again is a very conscious, deliberate decision to do things. You're weighing your options. You're understanding the impact of everything and then you're deciding what it is that you want to go with and how you can actually limit your impact, how you can limit your waste, how you can, um, waste isn't waste till you throw it away really. So how it is that you can make the most of whatever you're using, whatever resources you have um, and, you know, minimizing your carbon footprint we can't reduce it we i mean every time we breathe we are breathing out carbon dioxide right so we have a carbon footprint just existing leaves behind a carbon footprint right so uh, sustainability is really just understanding it and eco parenting is now applying this understanding to bringing up your child so that they grow up with an understanding of human interaction with the environment Understanding that they are part of an ecosystem, understanding that there are um, there are animals, there are other beings, there are other people who are part of the ecosystem, respecting each of these, and uh, you know, growing up in in harmony with whatever is around them, to the best of each person's ability, basically. Rena, I really like how you put that waste is not waste till you throw it away. My wife and I are very conscious of what we buy. And there are times, especially when we're traveling, we don't like packing food for our son in plastic or foil. And we've been looking for an alternative for some time now, which is both sustainable and easy to carry. Peter, it's a great coincidence that you brought this up. Because just recently, um, I came across this product, Kilner Breakfast Jar Set from Thinkitchen. It's made of glass, which I think is the best material to carry food in. And it's great when you're on the go. So it has a silicon sealing disc, which sort of prevents spills during travel, which is great, right? And it keeps the contents absolutely fresh. And it has this really cool nifty band where you can sort of, you know, 
put your spoon also on the side it's perfect for your yogurts and overnight oats or cereals which is you know great healthy food for kids and because it's got this wide opening absolutely perfect for feeding my daughter especially while traveling wow that sounds just like what i'm looking for not just for my son but also i think it'll be useful for us too i'll definitely check it out sorry for that prerna nadir i believe you had a question for her prerna tell me something um because you you have now seen yourself uh, you know sort of getting involved with sustainability with with sort of eco parenting and and the key term here i think is eco parenting right how do you introduce these concepts to to children because you know we've always heard uh, or rather we've always been told that when you want your own children or the children in your family to practice or take up something you should introduce to introduce it to them at a very young age so that when they grow up it becomes a sort of practice it's 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 as simple as um, you know the whole vegetarian and non vegetarian diet if you introduce your your child to a specific diet you know for a very prolonged time they probably stick to it so is sustainability or the aspects of eco parenting that you pass on to children you know work in a similar fashion and if you could just sort of give us examples or certain experiences that you've had with your daughter So um Nadir uh you're right this is exactly how it works you need to do it you need to start off from a very very young age um having said that i will not say that just because you didn't talk to your child when your child was younger doesn't mean that you can't start later i mean um look at us having this conversation right now right um in fact um i'm this is very interesting i'm part of this community called remake and we have a monthly uh call where all the ambassadors get together and you know we have this conversation and we started talking about how the idea of the environment was taught to us when we were kids and uh, we were told um there's a hole in the ozone and it's just getting bigger and it's getting bigger because of the cfcs that are coming out of our refrigerators and our acs and i remember coming back home and telling my telling my grandmother to turn off the refrigerator because we were making a hole in the ozone right um and uh, <laughs> and that's not how it works really because um yeah uh, yes cfcs may be responsible but but this is not how um, you know sustainability works um sustainability works on a very um it works in more insidious ways than just say you know not using your ac or not using your refrigerator it it works in a it works in a way where you understand that these are the things that are important for us to function in a modern world and these are the things that we need to keep pace with things this is where we need to draw the line this is what we are okay with and this is what we are not okay with it is about under, um understanding and then acting upon um upon the choices that that are presented to us and how each of those weighs against each other right um and when you um when you approach parenting from an eco parenting perspective okay your child is bound to inculcate you know those ideas right from the start so if your child knows that you know um we don't wash our clothes every day 
you know the machine runs thrice a week because we first wait for the for a full load and then we will put the machine on and the reason that we are doing that is because every time you run a machine load it takes electricity it takes water um it takes a whole bunch of resources um you and and plus washing clothes very often is also not good for the clothes you know it damages the clothes so when your child starts um your child sees that your child knows better right from the start you know uh, like for for my daughter's birthday she she had decided long long before her birthday actually came what dress she was going to wear which was a dress which was already in her cupboard she didn't even ask me for something new so uh, the only time she comes to me to ask for something new is when it is a basic which she is running out of and she really needs sure there are there are times when you know there are other other kids who've got got like the latest toy or something and she'll come and she'll say uh mama is that plastic is it good for the environment so these are the questions that she comes to me with you know um is this good for the planet is it going to hurt the fish in the ocean you know uh, and and a very very the most common question is is this plastic so um i i we you know we were walking in a mall and she just there was this store which had only those fancy frilly frocks the the store had only that and she walked in she said mama i want to take a look and she is a she is somebody she loves frills she loves everything shiny blingy pink opal rainbow colored and sequins <laughs> frills everything and she just walked in and she she looked at it and she said mama isn't this a pretty dress i said yes it is very pretty and she looks and she says do you think it has plastic in it so i said it does have plastic in it then i think it's just nice to look at i don't think i want to buy one little little things like this kind of just go in and she's 6 for a 6 year old to to be able to make those decisions one day she comes and she says mama i love balloons you know so if i go to a party and there are balloons i'll play with them but i don't want balloons at my own birthday party i i don't want to deprive her i don't want to sound like the kind of or be the kind of parent rather who deprives my child of the little joys in life but uh, but these are things that are that are kept as treats like she knows that that if if there is you know if there is a lollipop that lollipop comes with a on a plastic stick that is going to you know it is never going to biodegrade and it is going to lie there and probably get eaten by some animal and hurt the animal um she will she will on her own say that i don't want it until one day she really wants it and then she will get it because she knows that it is one of those things that you know you don't do as a matter of habit you don't you know you don't waste these things so um like i said it's all about making informed conscious decisions and you know just doing a toss up between uh, what you would wh- what is good and what is not and what is better uh, or worse and then just taking a call so yeah it does does start from there and then you kind of you figure out but for older kids um you need to whenever you decide whenever you learn whenever you know better you will find a way to speak to them about it as well you know your daughter is so clearly aware and i think like you mentioned plastic quite a few times right so i'm guessing 
that's a conversation you've kind of had uh, with her. Now, one of the things about, you know, sustainability or even just the environment, uh, the impact, right? Uh, I heard it on your podcast, but I remember coming across this fact also, is just the amount of water usage that, you know, clothes and fashion has. And uh, when I heard it on your podcast, I was like, wait, really? That's like one of the most peddled things, but there are far more harmful things. But which kind of brings me to the point, right? Because you write a lot about uh, the environment and you know sustainability from a fashion perspective. And, you know, in the past, Nader and I have had guests who uh, talk about, you know, Share Bear, where they were basically, you know, kids stuff that you can reuse and uh, in there. And I'm guessing that's just like a small way towards uh, sustainability. Uh, what are your thoughts on, especially in fashion, right? Like, let's be honest, our kids grow so fast right now. Uh, you can't really keep up. Absolutely, Peter. In fact, I would say it's not a small part of sustainability. It's a very, very big part of sustainability. So, uh, you know, every time that you reuse something. So, again, it's about understanding impact of our actions and of what we do. So, um, when when we buy something, uh, making that thing has had, a, has had an impact on the environment. And the longer it gets used, the uh, the longer it gets to offset the uh, the footprint of the production right so um so they say that when you buy something um something pre-loved you're actually uh, offsetting six times the uh, you know the carbon production uh, that wow. that went in that would go into the into the production of clearly it's not a small thing pre-loved. like i said earlier it's not a small thing it's a very very big thing so um so you know the it, and and with kids wastage is a, a very big thing there's a lot of wastage so um, I, I mean all three of us are parents to small kids so we know how fast they grow and um, my daughter's cupboard right now is uh, about 75% pre-loved stuff so uh, i mean it's stuff from friends even things that i buy now i've started buying you know, pre-loved for her wherever I can. So, you know, it's only things like T-shirts and socks, which nobody will give you is that is what I'm buying new. Otherwise, um, and and we wear and wear and wear our things. Uh, I mean, the, wow. the sweater that she was wearing in the day today, um, I bought for her in 2018. <laughs> I bought... I bought a bigger size, which she has somehow managed to just stretch and stretch and stretch out and wear. But I think um, repurpose is the other side of it. So uh, so there is rewear and reuse and relove. And then there is repurpose. So, uh, you know, some of her baby clothes, which were in no condition to be given to any other baby, have become clothes for her dolls. Or, um, you know, little things like, um, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, uh, there's this reel that uh, that we put out where um, she had this t-shirt, which we bought for her when she was two. And um, she, uh, she outgrew the t-shirt. So, you know, I was making something. So I just cut off one sleeve because I was looking for a patch, which was slightly, you know, stretchy material. So I just cut it out. 
and she found the t-shirt and she said i why, where was this t-shirt i wanted to wear it i was looking for it so i said it's where it's become small for you and the cuff was small for her you know and the other cuff was still there so but mama i want to wear it so we cut off the other cuff so that you know it became like a which what used to be a full sleeve t-shirt became like a three fourth sleeve and um, it had it had it had some stains on it and stuff so we just decided to kind of ignore those stains and we embroidered a little flower so i drew the flower for her she colored it in with uh, you know pastels herself and then she did the embroidery so that is the other thing that you know people just feel that kids are too small to hold a needle and thread they are not you can actually give a needle and a thread to a child as young as 3 and um, in the montessori system they actually do this where you know they teach kids they give them these cards which have holes in them so kids learn how to you know put the needle through the hole through one hole and take it out through another which is like the basic of sewing on a button or you know learning to do a hem or uh, you know later embroider like she did so and this she this she did many months ago so she was 5 <laughs> so you know for a 5 year old to have done that um and there is uh, she's really happy with it so you know she's now wearing it it's become like a little tank but it looks sweet and she's proud to show it off and you know um i think it's uh, it's important that kids learn these things from a very so basic survival perspective if nothing else you know i i actually wanted to add a layer to that what you spoke about because you you're so deeply passionate about fashion but from a sustainability standpoint right and we are constantly reading these news pieces of microplastic in 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 the ocean right so it starts from yeah. the kind of uh, you know certain type of clothes that you wear which somehow finds its way into the ecosystem and then um through a whole process of you know the food chain uh, it 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 finds its way back into our bodies and and our system and that's when you truly realize that okay this is this is really not good because now we are part of that that system altogether right so it, i mean to start it off with children is so simple i remember when i i had gone uh, i'd gone out and i came across a store and i i saw something very interesting in terms of clothes and i called up my wife and i said listen there's some very nice clothes should i pick up something for our daughter and the first thing she said is please check the label if it's polyester don't pick it up if it's cotton go ahead and kind of do that do you also notice that this is happening a lot with our generation parents where you know they they don't really look at the front of pack but they look at the back of pack or the label as 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 we say it to kind of ensure that okay uh, have the use sustainable means or you know is this good for the child or whatever that is and is this a practice that you see that will go on for a very very long time if we have to sustain the aspect of sustainability that i would say we are a very lucky generation we have a lot of information on our hands and uh, we it's it's easily available um our parents um you know in a lot of ways as indians we are handed sustainability in a plate really you know um another conversation that we <laughs> that we were having at the remake meet the other day was how um you know in the west the moment is people come and they say hey did you know i made a duster out of an old t-shirt i downcycled it into an old t-shirt and you're like really 
all the dust is in our house oh at your t-shirts yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my my t-shirts you don't want to see what they are right now <laughs> <laughs> right so so these are things and again you know wearing an older sibling's clothes uh, clothes going from one person to another um, you know wedding dresses being passed from mothers to daughters these are things that that were handed to us but somewhere along the way i would say well we just lost our path you know and um, with with fast fashion coming in fast fashion becoming what it is um it is an aspirational thing for indian middle class indians really you know uh, to say that hey listen i i went and got myself a louis vuitton bag you know and when you like do you know how that was made <laughs> you know that's a different conversation but the fact is that and and you have all those all the parents and grandparents sitting there and saying ki isme aisa kya hai you know 1 lakh ka bag i i fall maybe i not i'm not the grandparent but i fall in that category because my wife is in a very similar sector right? yes. and i was like yes but and that that's the thing right it, like it amazes me i mean i i can actually say this on the podcast because I don't think I've talked about this before but I've actually been to the fashion week that happens here in Bombay and I did it more from a perspective of just to see what the hype is about and yeah you have all the you know glitz and glamour and bollywood and all of that but my only question after that was do people actually wear those clothes what's the purpose of that right for me it's the purpose like you're doing a showing but who are the people who are buying these clothes and who are the people who are buying these things which cost i don't know seven eight figures not even six figures yeah so peter i did this for many years and right now you're sounding like a lot like my mom used to sound when i used to come back from fashion shows and she would be like who wears these clothes right and and of course i would spend a lot of time trying to at, at that point in time i was very defensive about the work that i was doing and i was and i would try to explain it to her that listen the way you see it on the ramp is not how it's going to be worn because you know these are different pieces these are different garments that have been styled together so nobody's going to walk out with like all of this in one go but they're probably going to like you know be wearing one thing at a time they'll probably go and buy you know like this top or something like that right but so just to give our listeners some visual reference think of govinda in these 80s 90s movies right that's the kind of thing i saw <laughs> yeah so so um, but um, like that is that is very much a problem really in the way in the way things are going and like i i mean i'll tell you this i did 10 years ago i could sit i could see a garment and i could just tell you which um, who was the who the designer was right because i just knew it but now i'll just look at it it's like this is so and so and like nah this is and then it'll be somebody i haven't heard of at all <laughs> so or you know it's and somehow everything has become you know trends have become so pervasive that um, it's become really difficult to kind of step out of that um but now that you mentioned microplastics and i want to come back to this and since we're talking parenting um I don't know if you saw the wow, reports. Wow, I did not know this. Uh, there were four placentas with microplastics um, that 
uh, were found. And then there was also a report of microplastics. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was also a report of microplastics being found in breast milk. So, um, and it isn't just clothes. Um, we're drinking water from plastic bottles. We're eating our food out of plastic containers. All plastic gives off microplastics. So we're literally eating it, right? We're eating plastic. And at this point in time, there are studies that are saying that, um, that a lot of our bodies actually may have, uh, you know, our bodies do have microplastics in them. Um, how um, possibly some of our organs, but whether or not it, or how to what extent it is adversely affecting us is not known yet. Um, so microplastics are a very, very, uh, it is one of those things that we need to be very careful of. And I think which is why I keep coming back to plastics because it's just, like I said, it's now inside us. And, and we're being told that, you know, oh, eat healthy, eat healthy. And then that food is coming to us in uh, plastic bags <laughs> and then, um, or containers and whatever. And then um, when we um, wash our clothes, clothes made of polyester give off microplastics. So all clothes give off microfibers, um, whether it is cotton, whether it is, you know, any other natural fiber, whatever it is, all fibers shed basically, right? So um, it's just that when polyester uh, and acrylic and polyamides and elastin-based fibers, when nylon, when all of these shed, you get uh, microplastics instead of, let's say, like biodegradable, you know, cotton microfiber. And this is not biodegrading. It is going in with the gray water. It is going into the water system and then into the groundwater which is then also being used to, you know, irrigate the soil where our food is growing. So our, it is very likely that our food is actually growing with, this, with those microplastics, which is coming from our clothes. So this is one, this thing. Another thing is, you know, um, all our swimsuits, they're all made of polyester. And we're wearing these swimsuits and we're going into the oceans. When we go to the beach, we go into the oceans and... We're leaving off microplastics, right? So uh, even what is now being uh, sold as the most sustainable option to a polyester swimsuit, which is an Econel swimsuit. Uh, Econel is also plastic because um, Econel is made from ocean waste. Fishing nets and plastic bottles and stuff are, you know, upcycled into, um, into this uh, fiber called Econel. Eco-friendly nylon, if <laughs> you must... <laughs> and um, it's it's better than regular polyester, sure, but the microplastics problem is still there. Um, there are also some reports that microplastics, um, like when you wear something made of polyester and you go to the gym and you work out and you're sweating, basically your pores open up and uh, the microplastics can, you know, the combination of the sweat, causes the polyester to give off the thing, your pores are open, so microplastic kind of leaches into your skin and into your bloodstream and stuff. But um, from whatever I know, none of this is completely scientifically validated yet. It is a possibility that this happens. This is, at this point in time, it is kind of conjecture, but yeah. And this is, I think uh, there's so much education in, in this um, field, right? Um, where do you see schools um, and the 
the the serious importance of um sustainability being part of the curriculum and what what age do you think that the schools also have to start sort of incorporating this in their regular studies for the kids you know schools um schools are doing some stuff like they you know they but again they're doing a lot of stuff that was being taught to us you know save water don't waste water turn off the lights when you step out of the room we were taught all this as kids schools are continuing to do that and um i think the most that they will go go to is best out of waste but you know uh, i think there is a lot more that schools need to do like kids don't need to start a new notebook every term every year maybe you know once um, i i mean the kid goes into the next class sure but a lot of schools do this that you know oh first term is over now you're going to start uh, studying for the second term so new notebooks why um you know my daughter's book set came and along with it we got like one uh, you know lot of plastic covers for the books why you know um they did this uh, little project um last term where uh, we were asked to send old scraps of cloth um for the kids to make memory pillows with and uh, they made these memory pillows and then the teachers took them and they whatever whatever the kids did whatever they could and then the teachers kind of fine tuned it and things and then the memory pillows were given back to them and my daughter came home with a huge a uh, gift wrapped thing and it was that shiny plastic gift wrap <laughs> you know and i literally i went to the school and i told them i said um i need to understand the point of this you know <laughs> you have to- made them do something which is literally you know reusing waste and putting it to some good use and then you've packed it up in plastic and you've sent it home so i think schools are not um i wouldn't say they're not thinking enough i think maybe maybe sustainability is not um is not part of the curriculum in the way it should be and teachers themselves are not um empowered with the information that they need to make more conscious choices you know and it's so interesting that you're saying right because like when you talked about water that's the exact same thing we were taught like i don't know why but whenever i think about like environment and things like that and i'm sure all our listeners will also laugh if they are around our age it's like you always have like that one person in your family who's like you left the light on oh my god fan chhod diya tumne on how can you do that yeah, right yeah. and like it was kind of ingrained in that uh, aspect uh, to you right similarly i think maybe we'll be that generation who'll be telling our kids about microplastics or you know buying uh, excess and things like that but it's very interesting and when i was thinking about it right uh, just the entire aspect of sustainability i was having this chat uh, with my sister a couple of years ago and i think the lockdown was very like i would say like a reality check for a lot of people because you didn't go out right and you realize you didn't and need all the clothes didn't you need had that many clothes exactly so like for me personally it became a thing that if i didn't wear it for like 2 years i don't need it but peter and it's crazy the amount of stuff i got rid of yeah but peter you know i i i've realized that there were two kinds of people there were people like you and 
me i would say um i'm guessing another two i'm just guessing but um who who just realized that we didn't need so much and we didn't need to buy more and then there were people who literally came out of the lockdown and they were like are shopping chalo <laughs> you know we haven't oh bought anything in so long and we need to do this because now all our clothes are old and clothes that we used to, and, and people started doing this which which was a great thing that you know they took out their party clothes and they said you know clothes are clothes we're not going anywhere to ghar pe pehno aur use karo which is a great thing really because clothes need to be worn you know like i like i was saying that um, you need to wear clothes a certain number of times to be able to offset the impact of their production you know nahi to production ho gaya if you've not worn it then then it's a waste right so uh, you need to um, so that's a great thing but then they said ki oh now these clothes have become old ab to ye purane ho gaye ab naye kapde chahiye chalo let's go and buy you know so there was that as well now uh, this is this is where we need to you know uh, we need to understand that there is there has to be balance in whatever we are doing so and so smart that you're saying balance right because i think that's a word i've never used or never heard used in the context of sustainability environment right it's always i think extremes but before we kind of get more and further down this rabbit hole right what i thought would be interesting to kind of wrap up this episode would be also just for all our listeners considering most of them are either parents or soon to be parents uh what are a few ways you would recommend or say that they would be able to just do in their daily life right i think like just going back to the early part of the conversation where you were talking about your daughter like if you could just like recommend a few things that have kind of worked for you and you've seen so um peter i think what what parents need to do is um new parents really um i think um, one thing that works great is lists i'm a great fan of lists i think it makes sure it makes sure that you don't uh, you know overindulge and you don't um go ballistic buying um again as new you know um unfortunately what also ha- happens well i won't say unfortunately but like parents have this thing that you know the the excitement about having a new new baby um they they they're so excited that they want to you know go and buy the best that they can and do the best which is great but keep it for a few things you know like i'd say go and buy the best pram you can find because you're going to be using that thing you know again and again and it's a safety thing don't compromise on that you know go and buy the best car seat that you can find it's again it's a safety thing don't compromise on that but um again if any of these things that you can get in a very good condition second hand please you know it's way cheaper it's better for it's better for your pocket forget forget the environment it's better for your pocket you know and we all know that having kids uh, is a very very expensive proposition these days so, <laughs> so i mean i think there's a solid reason that all three of us are you know tottering at one and like ki acha mir are we done yeah. now <laughs> can we afford another one <laughs> so so no don't i don't think we need to go that absolutely <laughs> So, so you know, 
it's it's just um i to me really um sustainability is a lot about being practical in life uh, when i buy things in my house it's always it's always utility utility led i've never bought a decoration piece for my house my idea of buying a decoration piece is buying a bookshelf you know it serves a purpose <laughs> it gives me place to you know <laughs> put my uh, put my books nicely and make things <laughs> you know maybe put a plant somewhere or something it, it serves a purpose i mean the most that i've gone to for my bedroom is like i bought a chest of drawers <laughs> is it very good this is like you know bought it in a nice nice red color and stuff i said ha this is my decor <laughs> so so i uh, you know there are ways of doing things i mean i don't have a i don't have a, a minimalistic uh, house by any stretch of the imagination it is not and again this is something that this is again a place where i think the air needs to be cleared minimalism minimalism is sustainable but it is sustainable if you are um if you are looking at it from a point of view of having what you need it is not sustainable if your idea of minimalism is that i will get one massive you know piece of art and i will you know have that is going to be the focus of my of my drawing room and people can keep looking for place to sit that minimalism is not sustainable a saying that i will be a, i will lead a minimalist lifestyle i will only keep 10 pieces of clothing with me and then buy buy like a capsule wardrobe and then get bored of that the, the things in that capsule wardrobe and then say acha yeah let me give this away and let me buy another another capsule <laughs> you know that is not sustainable so minimalism is only sustainable if you are the kind of person who says that listen these are the five things that i need to live and i will live with this that is also something that needs to pass on to the kids as well right because as parents if you you are going to be okay selfish enough to do certain things for yourself but then your kids observing you right and i think we've all reached uh, a pretty decent conclusion having our kids in the same age range that yes kids will not listen to you if you order them but if you do something they're going to pick it up so if if you want them to pick up good habits i guess you also need to live by what you mean by sustainability so uh, you know i mentioned this thing about my daughter not wanting a new dress on her birthday um she doesn't get it from me she gets it from her father and then i have learned from her i was the kind of person who wanted a new dress on my birthday i will not buy the rest of the year but on my birthday i have to wear a new dress so uh so but you know my husband is the kind of person who just go open the cupboard and and say ki ha aaj kya pehne ka mil gaya chalo theek hai i'll just take it out and like he has literally worn the same thing back to back on two birthdays and she seen him do that so she this year she had announced that i'm going to wear one dress for my birthday party and to school i'm going to wear last year's birthday dress so she this is she's picked it up from there my birthday is the last in of the three of us and then obviously there was pressure on me that you know oh my daughter is being so <laughs> so thought, thoughtful and conscious i need to do this too i mean this is something that i picked up from her but um but like i said kids kids will pick up whatever if you are the kind of person who just goes ballistic every time you go out um they will they will pick on that um i mean she she had picked up this thing on you know 
uh, why don't we go to malls for an outing? And I said, mall is not a place to go for an outing. So, you know, like when we came here to Pathankot, she's like, is there a mall over here? I said, you don't need to go to a mall. She's like, actually, yeah, I don't need to go to a mall, but I want to go to a cafe. So, you know, that again, that was the other side of it. She'd gotten a little used to, you know, Jaipur, where you have these nice, uh, you know, farm to folk kind of cafeterias where I used to take her because it was nice, wholesome food. And then I said, no, sorry. The only cafe here is Cafe Coffee Day, which is not the kind of cafe that we want to go to because, uh, you know, and she'll just walk in and she'll say, they, they were giving coffee in plastic cups. Mama, you don't want to drink coffee from a plastic cup. I said, <laughs> okay. So, you know, like she's got those bearings, right? She knows that she will she will never leave the house without her water bottle. She will just not do it. When we are leaving the house, Mama, you've left your shopping bag. She will remind me to take my shopping bag. She will she will go to places and she will, you know, refuse. Um, she will just, like she knows that I will pick up pick things up and put them in my handbag if I'm not carrying a shopping bag. And she's now started doing it for me. So uh, there are times she'll just open her own bag and she'll just put things in. So, you know, there are these things, they will, they learn. And uh, there's another very, um, very sweet little <laughs> anecdote. It was her friend's birthday. And she comes and she starts, she started rummaging through the dustbin. I said, Leda, what are you doing in the dustbin? I'm looking for waste paper, Mama. I said, why are you waiting for waste paper? I need to make a card. So I said, you've got enough paper lying in your art box. No, I need to make a waste paper because uh, it's my friend's birthday. And uh, my friend is a very, uh, she, she goes around picking up waste also, Mama. She's a good kid for the planet. So, so because this kid was a good kid for the planet, she had to make her card with waste, with actual waste. So, but I think they just pick up from each other and they learn these things. And, uh, you know, there is, um, it's very, very sweet. Um, uh, how, how, you know, it just becomes a part of their lives. And and I think that's that's the beauty, right? Like if if kids can pick up something at such a young age and then sort of grow up and so teach other people their peers or even uh, elders for that matter, uh, that that's exactly how this topic is going to become mainstream and really really uh, become a part of our of our daily lives. Um, but Prina, thank you so much. Uh, we we've learned so much, and there is. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a whole bit more than this. You've you've spoken to us about the whole fashion aspect. You've spoken to us about um, you know sustainability at home and how it can be practiced and how to sort of get our kids involved in this. So that that was that was really insightful. If people want to reach out to you or you know read your work or listen to your podcast, how 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 does one uh, sort of you know understand what Prerna Singh? thought process of sustainability is all about so um you can you can read my work at pretty as you please.co um which is also our instagram handle and you can uh, tune into talking pretty on spotify and all major podcasting channels now so yeah that's where i'm at all right thanks so much prena we really appreciate you taking time to speak to us and uh, who knows maybe we get you around sometime early next year for a third episode <laughs> I will look forward to that, Nathan and Peter. It's always lovely talking to both of you. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity.
Well, that was Prerna Singh from Pretty As You Please. I love when I learn something new. I mean, when she was talking about diapers, it immediately took me <laughs> you know, back five, five years, four years, considering, uh, you know, at least the first two years was pretty heavy diaper usage days for our kids. And my God, Peter, how many diapers did we go through? Can you imagine, especially now don't, that don't we've me. had this? Don't remind me. Trust me. It, it wasn't, I think it was first, you had to learn to like change the diapers. But no one teaches you how to like throw the diapers and all of that, right? I totally got nostalgic when Prerna was talking all about that. But, you know, at least we learned something new today. And to be honest, fashion is not something you really think about from the perspective of sustainability, right? We focus more on the other things. We're more likely to teach our kids to grow plants and all of that than help them make more conscious choices, right? So true, because for us, you know, saving the environment uh, is like, ha, let's let's plant trees or, you know, uh, let's not pollute or whatever it is. But then there's so many finer nuances that Prerna introduced us to today. And I'm so grateful that we that we learn something together on this episode and hope we hope to continue this this learning trend, not just for our kids, but for ourselves as well. Yeah. And I think that's all from us for this episode as always if you've enjoyed this episode and are listening so far and why don't you get in touch with us at popsinapod at gmail.com or you can just search for pops in a pod and we are there on instagram we put up some really interesting content uh we do some fun reels sometimes and yeah if you have great recommendations or if you know somebody who can be a good guest on our podcast then please feel free to tag them um and yeah hope to see you guys next week